inevitably the topic of conversation is all about transfers at the moment. Is there any update you can give us? Any incomings, outgoings, imminent? No, we are trying. We're trying. Uh, we've got quite a number. You know, we've, I think everybody knows we want two or three. Uh, I've been patient so far in 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 a couple of them. I've decided to be, pay, you know, rather than jump and get somebody else the targets that I want really. So I'm I'm waiting for that, and uh, I'm sure there will be actions in the next two weeks. But uh, and you know, it's, it's like everything else. Premier League clubs are wanting to keep the players, and Championship clubs are, are, are a little bit loath to let you have some of their players. So it's just a matter of being patient, really. We're looking abroad as well. Uh, you know, we've got new recruitment people as well. So it's, I'm optimistic that we can get. Uh, two or three in before the end, end of the window. You said when you spoke to us after the game on Tuesday night that you were due to have a conversation with the owner Kevin Nagel on Wednesday morning. So <coughs> how did that go? Are you both very much on the same page? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think Kevin stressed that there is money there. Um, that the FFP uh, has made it very difficult for new owners to come in and splash millions when they've got a budget from the last year to deal with. So I think everybody, you know, you've got to realise that. We've still got wages in that budget for my three players, two to three players, are you with me? So uh, that's what I'm, I'm going to use. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we haven't got excess millions to spend on transfers. You know, like we're playing on Saturday and we've got a team that spent £40 million on players for the championship. I never thought in my wildest dreams in my career you'd ever get a team spending that sort of money in the championship. I know they've sold players, you know, but even so, spending that sort of money in the championship, you know, uh, the biggest wage bill there's ever been in the championship. It's, uh, you know, it's, it shows you what we're up against now and the level, of, especially the teams that's come down with the parachute payments. Is there some degree of frustration that it seems from things that you've said that maybe one or two either players or their agents have messed you about a bit? Yeah, I think it's true. Manager? And clubs. Uh, clubs as well have promised me certain things and then they've reneged on the promise. So I'm afraid you get that in football. I always think what goes around comes around me and they'll get the come up and so we'll have to see, won't we, over the year. Might tell you at the end of the year who messed me around. In terms of then the, the next couple of weeks, our fans going to have to be patient and that it literally might be 11th hour just while everyone gets their ducks in a row. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be the 11th hour for everybody. I think, you know, hopefully we'll get one in, maybe two in, and then on the transfer deadline, I'll hope, get, get our third in. Um, but, you know, we are working hard at that. It's just very difficult, you know. Um, I was speaking to somebody this morning and, you know, Kevin will get the blame uh, because we haven't done this and we haven't done that, but... Uh, we, you know, we've only signed a, re a reserve goalkeeper and, and, a, and a fullback um, on a loan. So fans are bound to think that. Are you with me? Bound, bound to have a go. I just, I've advised Kevin not to look at social media, me, because, you know, if I'd look at it, you know, I'm sure I'll get abuse in the next few weeks. Um, we've just got to get on with what we thought. We, we want, I've, always, I've told Kevin I'm going to do the best I can with what I've got. To get results, we've got a difficult start. Everybody knows the games are very difficult, and uh, but we've got to try and come out with something and build, and and then you know get amongst it, and that's what we're going to do. I don't think you can fault any of the lads' effort. I think they're giving everything. It's just you know the fans are going to be important to get behind, especially at home. You know, I mean nobody gives as much chance on Saturday against a team like that, but you know football is a funny game. And, you know, I've seen some strange results. So, you know, we've got to try and enjoy it. 
I thought, I thought the other night the lads enjoyed that battle, even though we were ten men. I thought they enjoyed it, and uh, I think you play better when you enjoy it. Quick word on Jim Headley, who you've referenced there, and some really awful abuse directed his way this week. Have you had to put your arm around him a little bit, have a conversation about that? Obviously, we've seen the club statement condemning any kind of racist abuse, any abuse of players. Mm. Do you speak to Jim about that? I think, obviously, I've always been uh, of the opinion that the police should get involved with that. I mean, we shouldn't have a, a social media source that there can't be people to blame for, for things like that. Um, you know, you'll always get that, I'm afraid. It's, that is, you know, I was saying to, to Jaheim about, you know, over the few years, last few years, the things that's been said about me on social media, uh, you know, you couldn't print them really. But, you know, you've got to have a, you've got to let it bounce off you really, myself. Um, and I said to, to, to Jaheim, the type of person that's done that might not even be Huddersfield fans. They might be in a little cage somewhere with the blinds closed on the little keyboard and want to be nasty, and that's how people are nowadays. But it's a sad few people like that. Uh, but they all need help, these people. Is he uh, all right? Yeah, he seems all right, yeah. Because um, I give him a rollicking as well, by the way. It weren't all nice things. Obviously, he's sending off. He will learn from that, I guess. Hopefully, yeah. You made reference to Leicester. Perhaps from the outside looking in, people will see you as underdogs. Do you actually quite like it when it's that kind of setup? Absolutely. To come yeah, absolutely. I mean, most games this year will be underdogs. You know, the, the bookies have got us down to be third bottom equal or second bottom equal. You know, um, but I think that's the challenge in the chat. I love the championship. I love my lads to roll the sleeves up and let's compete. I love the fans to get behind us, and and, and uh, you know, it's a great place to play, the John Smith Stadium. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday, mate. And I'm glad they've won both the games so far. Are you with me? And I mean, they've scored goals like, you know, Lionel Messi couldn't have scored two goals better than what uh, the lad scored for Leicester. What's his name? Dewsbury Chris Hall. Pardon? Was it Dewsbury Hall? That's the one. Um, are you surprised that they're back in the championship? Well, they, they shouldn't be. I don't think they should be, mate. I'm a big believer that if Brendan Rodgers had stayed there, they'd have stayed up. So you know, they made their own bed, really. Um, and I, I didn't think they'd go down at all, me. But it, it's hard, you know. I think it might have been a, a good thing for Brendan that he left when he did, because I think that might have, you know, it's hard work when you've been there for a few years and, and you lose one or two players and things. So um, I think all three clubs coming down uh, you know, probably Southampton might have been expected second half of the season, but Leeds not, definitely not, and uh, and definitely Leicester. I mean, I think Leicester, I would imagine they're odds-on favourites to to go back up. Uh, I sent somebody to watch them last week, and this I said, "What were they like?" He said, "Well, I think they've got two teams that could get promotion <laughs> this year." He said, "I think the squad." They've got two 11s that could get promotion, you know. So that's what that's what we're up against. But equally, you can take advantage of the fact that it's a, a long time since they've been in the championship, and it takes some adjusting, doesn't it? Oh, it's not an easy place, no. And uh, I always think it's only 11 against 11. And we've got some good players. And I thought the other night, one or two of the lads surprised me. The other night was a game that I learnt a lot about three or four or five players. Three good things and probably a couple of bad things. So uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm still learning about the squad. 
and that's why there will be incomings and outgoings before you know before the end of the window. Injury-wise, how are you looking? We were a bit thin on the ground. Tom's Tom's running. You know, I read Stephen's article the other day about Tom Lees. He's running around, and if you saw him today, I can't believe it's going to be four weeks. But you know, I'm I'm going to listen at what they say. Matty Lawrence is. I'm hoping he can, Lauren, Matty Lawrence, I must call him Matty Lawrence 10 times a day. That was a, a player I had at Crystal Palace, but Matty Pearson. Right. He, um, I'm hoping he can do a little bit tomorrow. Um, it's still very sore. We won't, we won't risk it if there's a doubt about it. Um, but, but, you know, Matty is one of them that if he, if he can play, he will do. So we'll have to wait and see. Hoggy came through the other night okay. It's uh, 45 minutes, so I think he'll be available. Um, and I don't think there are any, any, anybody else, really. All the lads come through, really. One last one from me. Slightly left-field one, but this is the first time that Huddersfield have played Leicester since we sadly lost Frank Worthington, a club legend for both of those clubs. Is he somebody that you encountered at all, either on the, the speaking circuit or as a player? Yeah. And any memories of Frank Worthington that you could share with us? I only had I only had an evening uh, with him in a hotel uh, many years ago, um, but Frank Frank was the same on and off the field. Really, um, he wasn't arrogant. He was just confident. He, he knew that what he'd got in that left foot were as good as anything in the world. And he caressed the ball. He, he 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 opened. I think he opened new avenues for for the players that had got that ability like him. And he was a crowd pleaser. Um, and I think you pay your money. And I think Leicester and Huddersfield were very lucky to see the best of him um, because the players like that don't come through very often. And you've got to treasure them when they do. And uh, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, I had a laugh with him. I had a sing song with him part of the night. But. Uh, well, no, I, I won't let you know it. Must have been Elvis. <laughs> well, uh, it was actually. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, but I knew the words as well. <laughs> Is he the sort of character that you would have wanted to manage? Yeah, I mean, he was a, a flamboyant lad, didn't he? And he he never let things get him down. Well, not to the public. He might I mean, inside. I think he, he sometimes he, you know, he, he punished himself for not playing well or missing chances and things like that. But, um, you know, a manager would love players like that, you know, that he could turn and win a game in 10 seconds. And, and you, to, you know, to, to be a top side, you've got to have players like that. And uh, I don't know how he'd have gone on in the modern day, if I'm honest, with the media and whatever. I think he might have been in trouble a bit <laughs> with the media. But if you were in his company, you would have a good night. That's great. Thank you. Good to come, no problem. Thanks, Captain. Stephen? Uh, Leicester, obviously, you're talking about how they're a very strong side, but last season you beat some of the best teams in the division. Is that the message to the players? You know oh, yeah. I want us to give a, a good game, a good account of ourselves. Um, you know, it, it, what you don't want to do against a team like that is give them a head start, because mm -hmm. once they get in front, they're so good. You know, they keep the ball, don't they, possession-wise. And you can see, you know, obviously, he's, he's managed under Pep, hasn't he? Uh, and there's similar styles and things, and and they've got good players. But I've got I've got some good players as well. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to competing against them and seeing if we can cause them problems as well. Um, and it, it'll be an interesting, yeah, be a great atmosphere. I don't know, you know. I suppose they've they've sold their lot out, and I'd be surprised if we don't.
that's the thing. I think some managers might go in and their temptation would be try not to concede, but we know from your side last season, one of them scoring goals. Yeah, let's, I mean, I've said to the lads that, you know, uh, we're going to be underdogs in a lot of games, but let's go and have a go, you know. I mean, I was disappointed last week because the, the chances that we had. Uh, and then if we gave, if we make mistakes like we did last week, we'll lose to everybody. So we've got to, we've got to get rid of those mistakes, not dwell on them and, and, and look to the, you know, hope that we, we've learned from last week, that we can defend better in the certain situations and take our opportunities. I think the, the one thing that will change the game is if we could score a goal first. Um, because you know it just puts doubts in the minds now. I think the two games I've seen them, they've really had it easy. Uh, I know Coventry did well that first half, didn't they? And they had a few chances as well. But the quality came through in the end, and uh, I hope that we can compete against that. Um, yeah. So, sorry, I've got like. Where do you see Leicester's main strength being? Main threat? Main, yeah. yeah. I think everywhere. Yeah. They've got that. I don't think there's... I can, you know, you tell me where there's a weakness, let alone the main threat. Um, they've got attacking players, wide players, as good as anything. Um, two international strikers that would get in anybody's team in our league. Um, midfield, very strong. You know, I mean, they've paid millions for the midfield players, haven't they? And linked with another player today that we spoke about. Uh, another midfield player um, and then you know you look at the back lines and, and as strong, strong as anything so you know it's we've got to try and, and try and find a weakness the way we play but we've got to just do our own thing really I thought last year um, we've, we give every game every team a game you know we got beat 4-0 didn't we twice but I think we were just learning then about everybody and I think after that we gave it, you know, we did lose the game or two, but we, we, we competed with everybody. Uh, and that's what I want us to do, really. Compete and enjoy it. I want us to enjoy the football, me. The working hard and get, you know, the fans enjoying it. You mentioned a moment ago those errors last weekend and how to get rid of them. Was that just sort of a, are you hoping that was just an opening weekend thing? Maybe a little bit of... Well, there weren't, there weren't errors I expected, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the first one, Lee and, and Helly were disappointed probably read you a little bit um, because that shouldn't have happened really we're never in danger there the second one I think a couple of lads slept and uh, should have tracked him before he started off on his run uh, the third one I still think it's offside uh, even though Kevin Friend assures me it's not um, I don't know whether he's got our pictures for that but um, you know and, and it's all about chances we had, we had three or four great chances really better chances than what they had um, and we couldn't take any of them. And goals change games, they always will. 